Hey everyone, welcome to the first Chingonas Only Club full video episode. Um, it's my first time doing this and getting familiar with the software, so hopefully it turns out well. And yes, I am in my recording studio, aka my bedroom, because you know, we on a budget over here. Anyway, um, just want to say thank you and welcome if this is the first time you guys are checking out the show. Um, I wanted to ha talk about a few things today. Um, one of those is uh, success. I wanted to talk a little bit about that and how first gen or how mothers or how women feel when we achieve the success that we've been craving so much or working for for so long. Uh, and I also wanted to talk about how to and about guilt because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I wish I had, uh, someone to kind of bounce off ideas with, and it's not just me talking, but, um, as seen as we just got kicked off the ground, um, this is just me for now. So I'm sorry, but you're stuck with me for now. Anyway, um, so let's get right into it. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about success is because obviously there's many forms, right? People characterize success as, you know, it can be something that's tied to tangible things and then it can be something that's tied to non-tangible things. I think that when we talk about success, we need to talk about both things, um, both of those things, because they're both important to a certain degree. Um, so last week we premiered our first episode and a few days before the episode premiered, I received my cover art, um, podcast cover art that I designed with the creator and we worked on it and I wanted it to be, uh, something that represented me and the show, you know, I wanted it to say chingonas, uh, for, and then I wanted it to be a recognizable image. Um, I didn't intend to put my face on the cover art. Um, that was super weird for me because I don't, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I can't even explain it. But um, the cover artist, uh, you know, kind of talked to me a little bit and convinced me that, you know, this is my show. And obviously I want to start off by telling my story. Uh, in hopes that I'll convince other women to come on the show and tell theirs. And so we decided to move forward with it. I love how it came out. Um, but still, when I saw it, I was expecting it, right? Because we were working on various drafts. And when I saw it, this like wave of emotions just kind of washed over me. And I wasn't sure why. Um, but it was almost like a... Like an I did it moment. Even though the episode hadn't even premiered, the first episode of the show had not premiered yet. Um, at that moment when I saw my face on the cover art and I saw the name of the show, I kind of had to take a pause and really just take a deep breath and say, oh my God, this is actually happening. I'm actually doing this show. I'm actually just pursuing something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and it's something that I never thought I would do. Um, if you've heard the first episode and you've heard my story, you would understand why I believe that I would never achieve anything that 
I wanted to achieve. Uh, I'm not saying that this podcast has made me famous because I have like all of, I don't know, 20 listeners. So thank you guys. Um, but it's not about that. It has nothing to do with that because for me in this moment, success is not necessarily, you know, having this super incredibly famous podcast, although, you know, a girl can dream. Um, but it's about me actually doing something that genuinely makes me happy. It makes me happy. Okay. It doesn't make my kids happy. I have three boys. It doesn't make my husband happy. I, although he's happy for me, like it's, it's for me and only me. Um, I've never done that. I've never done something that has been genuinely just for me. Um, and so in a way it feels a little selfish, but kind of good. You know, I saw that cover art and I was like, oh shit, like you're really doing this. And it didn't hit me, even though I had already recorded the episodes, it didn't hit me until that very moment that I was actually moving forward with this, that there was no turning back, that I had already paid this guy to do this cover art, um, that, you know, I've already been promoting the show and it was happening. That's it. Like I went, you know, head first, dove in and, you know, hopefully I can swim. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was interesting because I never in a million years could have thought that I, the most careful and, you know, with the worst luck person, um, would ever just dive into something, not really knowing what's waiting for me on the other end and then just go for it. Um, obviously horrible things have happened to me in my life that have made me a very careful person. And I hesitate, uh, when things come, when good things come my way in particular, um, that's something that I've had to deal with now as an adult. Um, and so it's a little bit difficult for me to trust this and say, yeah, like this is, this is a good thing. This is happening. You're, you're doing great. You know, I have to kind of pause and talk myself into things constantly. So, um, yeah, that was weird. Uh, and I think a lot of women, um, experience this when you've experienced trauma, whether it's domestic violence, sexual abuse, um, it, when you've experienced any type of trauma, it kind of makes you or turns you into this person that is very guarded. You know, you put up these walls to kind of protect yourself because it's the way that you've survived so far. For me, it was, you know, shutting myself out. I didn't like to be seen and I didn't like to be heard. And then here I am on a video podcast. Um, but that was, that was how I survived, right? I lived in the shadows for my entire first 18, 19 years of life. And then when I came home, I joined the military and I continued to conform, right? What they said, go do, I would go do. I wasn't going to be the one that was like, um, why are we doing this? This is stupid. Um, although I wanted to many, <laughs> many a times. I've been serving for 14 years and 14 years, all I have learned is conformity. 
right? Go with the flow. This is what's been laid out. And of course, now, you know, as a senior enlisted person in the military, I've learned to voice my opinions, um, pick your battles, pick your moments. And I do that often, but it took me a long time to be able to get to that point in my life. Um, I've always just been the dependable person, the reliable one, the one that will get shit done, right? Um, without necessarily giving a lot of pushback when things just seemed easy to just do, right? I picked my battles and only picked the battles that were not really difficult. And it wasn't like I was taking an easy way out because I don't think I did it consciously with that in mind. I think that I did it because that was all I knew. Um, after not being, it's almost like not being a part of this club, right? And you're not, you're an illegal immigrant. And then suddenly you're allowed in this club where you are now legal. You don't have to hide. You kind of have, you kind of don't even know how to behave. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to have conversations that didn't revolve around my immigration status. I didn't know how to, you know, and you would think that those are so easy and natural, but, you know, I've been lying my entire life. And then suddenly I'm here in a position where, like, it's not a thing, right? Um, and I'm, I, I can just do the work and I can get recognized for my efforts and I should just be happy and, and just enjoy or bask in the success that was my naval career. Um, but I couldn't, I could never really do that. And that's where that guilt that I wanted to discuss comes in because the guilt of having things and having success and having my citizenship and, and having been accepted into this club um, came with a ton of guilt, right? Because my mom is still an illegal immigrant. My brother, you know, now he's a DACA recipient, but before DACA, he was a, an illegal immigrant, right? He, I mean, his status hasn't changed, but at least he can work now. And he couldn't do that before. Um, and so for me to have all these things and have all these rights, all of a sudden, like have the right to do stuff freely, something simple like drive legally, something easy like paying your taxes. I can't even begin, and, and not to say uh, immigrants don't pay taxes because they have tax ID numbers and they do, but I mean having a social security number to pay your taxes and not have to go through a tax ID number. Um, you know, requesting that and having that number be the same for your employment, for, you know, just applying for a job in general. That's like the first thing they ask you for. And it's so simple, but it was such a privilege that did make me feel terrible about the success that I was having. And it was almost like it made it impossible to enjoy because I didn't want to forget. And it wasn't that I didn't want to forget my family because I could never do that. But it was more like I didn't want to forget that feeling, that feeling of not having. And I don't know if that's a trauma thing, you psycho, psych, not psychos, <laughs> psych majors or whatever it is who can, who wants to analyze me and, you know, my train of thought, feel free. 
you know, chime in the comments. Why was it that I didn't want to forget what it felt like to be in need? I didn't want to let go of that past when I felt desperate, right, for survival. I wanted to hold on to that feeling all the time because to me, it's what got me where I am, right? Um, I've never stopped working. I've never stopped trying to do my best and survive and come out on top. And it's almost like I've continuously felt like I've had to prove myself and to everybody around me that I belonged here, that they didn't make a mistake, you know, that they, they picked, they picked a good one, uh, when they allowed me to legalize myself. And that's so stupid. It sounds so stupid, but it's what happens when for years out of your life, people have told you like, oh yeah, you did it the right way. I can't even tell you how often I hear that. When people hear my story, when I choose to open up to them and I think this is going to be an epiphany for them. They're going to realize that immigration is not just this black and white issue. This is going to be the thing that wakes them up and they're like come to this sudden realization that immigration is tied to real people and it's real pain and real hurt and separating families is horrible. Um, but no, a lot of people don't have that reaction. A lot of people are like, yeah, good for you. At least you did it the right way. And I think back at my journey and how much, all the tears, all the pain and suffering, all the dangerous shit that happened to me while going through this process at such a young age. And I think that can't possibly be the right way, right? Like that can't be it. Um, but that's what they say. And they genuinely think that, which somehow separates me from, from my mom and my brother, because they didn't do it the right way, according to these people. And again, I have a pang of guilt that just kind of continues to grow because I am suddenly different and we used to be the same. And I know that if income, if people were comparing us, suddenly they would be here and I would be here because of a fucking piece of paper. And it fucking breaks my heart to hear that and to think about it. And so it's hard for me sometimes to not, you know, make myself feel guilty. So something as simple as seeing that cover art for this episode made it extremely emotional for me to see that my mom, you know, she didn't have dreams of being a podcaster. <laughs> Heck, neither did I. But the dreams that she did have, she didn't feel like she would ever achieve. And, and she never talked about them. She never talked about what she wanted to do with her life. Because she knew that as an immigrant here in the United States, the only thing that she could expect was to work pretty much her entire life. 
and wait for an opportunity to come along when she could legalize herself, if ever. And my brother has been working endlessly for nonprofit law organizations that help illegal immigrants um, essentially legalize themselves. He has been doing good work. He graduated with his bachelor's degree. He paid for college cash because he couldn't qualify for anything. I mean, he's a hard worker. And for people to think that they are not good enough or that they are less than me, it definitely, it definitely confuses me. It confuses the shit out of me every single day. And it makes it difficult to enjoy the success that I have had because I have had a successful military career by, by some standards, I've, I've done well in the military. And that doesn't mean that I'm like the highest pay grade ever. It just means that I can genuinely say that people respect me for my intellect, for my work ethic, and for my empathy and the things that matter to me personally. Um, and to me, that's, that's the definition of a successful career. And when I leave a place, I will always leave it better than when I arrived and got it, right? So to me, that's, you know, that's important. Um, but like personal, when it comes to this specific journey, I don't know that I've made my mark. I don't know that I've done enough. Right. I, with all of the things that I have that my brother and my mom don't, I don't know that I've reached enough people that I've spoken up enough times that I've defended, uh, my fellow Mexicanos, my fellow Latinos, my fellow immigrants. I don't know that I've done that because I've worked my entire life to assimilate because that's what I was told. That's what I was taught. That's how I was brought up. And now I'm 36 years old and it just, it's finally like hitting me that I need to stop assimilating and I need to break free of this bullshit and find the success that I want to find. And that includes this podcast because through this podcast, I am speaking out. I am bringing attention, and I'm so sorry, someone is mowing their lawn. Anyway, I'm bringing attention to issues that are important, not just to me, but to our community of Latinos, to our community of women, um, so that I can feel like I've, I've used whatever platform and I've done whatever I have to make a mark on this world, that no matter how small it is, I want to say that I tried uh, and I want to say that I inspired someone, somebody, one person is one person at least to rethink the way they see things, to rethink the way they value women. Um, they value people, the way they talk to one another, uh, because these things that we you know when we say things, we never think about the impact of our words. And so I am very, very, um, I'm choosing to speak on the issues that are important to me. And I'm choosing that to be the thing by which I measure my success. Um, because it's not about 
the career that I've had. Um, it's not about, you know, how far I've come. Obviously, my family is incredibly important to me. My husband, my three little boys. Um, we have a good, comfortable life. And if you asked me 14 years ago, which is when I crossed the border for the last time, if you asked me 14 years ago if I thought that this was the life I was going to have, I wouldn't have believed you if you told me that it was. I wouldn't have even imagined that I would be here married with my three awesome kids and my two dogs um, and that I would own my house uh, and, and I would have the luxury to take time out of my day to do something like this. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So that I know that that is a different type of personal success and I am super incredibly grateful that I've achieved that, but it's not enough. It's not enough because that is only applicable to me. And I almost feel like I have a duty to speak uh, for those who can't, those who can't speak about themselves. And I know that, um, like I said, this is just my journey, right? This is what I know. Um, but the show is not just about my journey. The whole point of it was to make sure that other women are telling their stories because at the end of the day, this whole thing that has happened, this whole thing that is my life comes to a singular person and that is my mother and it is her journey and the things that she had to go through so that I could be sitting right here today talking to you all. And so there's so many other women out there who are absolutely fucking amazing and I want to talk about them, especially now. Women are fucking under attack. Um... Because it is the voices of women, don't come at me for this, but it is the voices of women who will speak the truth in the clearest form about issues that plague all minorities, okay? Because, and it's not to say that men can't, but men have had enough to say for the entire, you know, history, um, women have not been heard enough and women have a lot to say from their personal experiences, what they know, what they feel, what they think. Um, and so I wanted to continue that and open that platform. So yeah, this was the rant, I guess. Um, but I hope that it rang true or that at least it got you thinking about your success and, you know, do you enjoy it? Do you feel like you're where you need to be? Do you feel like you've done enough? Um, and if it was just your career, is that sufficient? Is that what you wanted to do? I mean, ask yourself those questions because like I said, I'm 36 years old and I'm just now asking those questions and I don't want to get to the end of my life and... And never think about that. That's important. I want to feel accomplished in my life. And I feel like I'm finally doing that. So thank you for joining. Thank you so much for listening as always. Um, and that's it. Adios.